You are listening to Mindfully Well with Mel, episode number 40. Hey friends, welcome to Mindfully Well with Mel. I'm your host, Melissa Ike. I'm a registered nurse, certified functional nutritionist, and life coach who empowers busy women to attain the life they love and to feel well inside and out. This podcast dives deep into the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of what it looks like to live mindfully well. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. First of all, let's talk about my free upcoming week called Breakthrough Week. I'm so excited for this week where we're going to talk about everything you are ready to break through and to simply feel better in your body. We're going to talk about breaking through fatigue and burnout, weight loss and weight loss resistance, and also diet culture and diet mentality. I am so excited to take you through this week. Make sure to sign up for this free week through the link in my show notes, and you will receive your first email on everything to expect for this week. It's going to be August 21 through 25. And even if you can't show up live, which I totally get, cause I know you're busy, you will get the replay and it'll all be on podcast, which I know you love. So Speaking of podcasts, today we're going to be talking about perimenopause and also how to thrive in menopause. I had this question on Instagram and I thought it was such a wonderful question. And I also love talking about perimenopause. Personally, I think that perimenopause has, it definitely has a bad rap. I don't know about you, but I grew up hearing about how horrible menopause was and perimenopause and how uncomfortable it is. And basically after that, you're just like a dried up raisin. And I definitely have shifted my thinking mostly because I just understand a woman's cycle and the shift that's happening. And that there are definitely things that you can do that don't involve hormone replacement therapy. Although if you choose that and you feel like it's right for you, no worries, but some women simply just don't want to take that risk. And you think you have to suffer your way through this time in your life. And it's definitely not true. There are things, and we're going to talk about two very important things today that you need to start addressing now in order to thrive during perimenopause. One of the things that I want to bring to your attention is that this shift in your life in perimenopause to menopause is a perfect time to be coached in Mindfully Well. Just so you know, Mindfully Well enrollment will be open on August 23. It closes September 6 or whenever the program is full. Last time it did sell out and this time I also have many new renewals. So I want you to get yourself on the wait list because it will be open to the wait list first and then openings after that will be released for open enrollment. So get your name on that list. The link is in my show notes. So let's talk about what is perimenopause. Perimenopause is the time in a woman's life when hormones shift. They go from stable Mabel, predictable patterns to skipping and surging, specifically estrogen and progesterone. Estrogen and progesterone are yin-yang hormones. When one is up, the other is down and they complement each other and they work off of each other. 
in the follicular phase of your cycle, so this would be weeks one and two, so it would be the week that you have your period, and then the week after, if you have a a pretty typical 28-day cycle or somewhere between 25 to 32, it will be the first couple weeks of your cycle. Estrogen rises to release the egg for ovulation, and once ovulation occurs, progesterone comes in for the last half of the cycle. Perimenopause, however, is a period of time when you may be ovulating and you may still have periods, but they will be unpredictable. So it makes that regular 28-day pattern not regular anymore. You'll have times when the estrogen is really, really high, and you'll have times when the estrogen is really, really low. And progesterone is always going to respond to what estrogen is doing or not doing. So you're going to have an imbalance in estrogen and progesterone. The symptoms of perimenopause are what make it feel uncomfortable. It's where your moods might change, your weight might change, your body composition might change, you might have more brain fog, some night sweats, some acne, and you may not sleep as well as you used to. It's basically puberty in reverse, but it can last two to 12 years. 12 freaking years. Like 12 really? (laughs) I did the research for this. I was like, 12? 12 years. Okay. All right. Let's get ready, ladies. I don't know about you, but I have always heard, you know, how uncomfortable it is and how moody you are and that you just kind of have to like push your way through and hope you end up at the end uh, an alive human and also along with your family, right? Because they have to suffer through with you and suffer with your mood changes and um, and how you are just, you know, much more intolerable to things. But I definitely think that there are the two things that I'm going to talk about today that are going to help you thrive during perimenopause and not just try to survive and get through the end as a human. Often the perimenopausal symptoms are blamed on hormones. And yes, your hormones are shifting, which are creating your symptoms, but going in and fixing your hormones and supplementing them with hormone replacement therapy isn't always the answer or the only answer. I know a lot of women are hesitant for hormone replacement therapy, and I think it's for a good reason. I think that HRT is really starting to be handed out like candy, if I'm being honest, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. That's a topic for another day. So how do you really thrive in perimenopause? We're going to focus on two things, and along with these two things, it's not waiting to address these two things until the wheels fall off. This means that once you reach your mid-30s, these two things should be a priority in your life. Most women will start their perimenopause journey somewhere in their early 40s to mid-40s and finish it up early 50s. So there's no better time than now And even if you're not even approaching perimenopause whatsoever, if you're in your 20s, these two things are still really important for you and your health, okay? So do not wait until your wheels have come off and now you're going to try to go in and fix it because now you're really at the bottom of the barrel. And it's really hard to get out of that bottom of the barrel. You want to be on top of the barrel because it's really easy to get out at that point. 
Don't wait. And that's the thing that we always do at this time in our life because this time in our life, I mean, 30s to 40s is the era of responsibility for a woman, right? We're doing really well in our careers. We have family that's thriving and busy and going, going, going. We have parents who now have more needs than what they used to. And we shift from being cool and being free and being able to do what we want to having everything put on our shoulders and expected to run at a hundred percent with all of these things on our shoulders. And we just never give ourselves a break. We never create boundaries. We never put ourselves on the front burner and we deplete ourselves. So are you going to guess what I'm going to talk about? You got it. It's your stress. Um, we're going to talk about stress. And the second one is your blood sugar balance. They are my two favorite topics for a very good reason. So let's start with your stress and why this is so important. Stress starts in your brain. It's the perception of stress that matters and it's not the actual stressor. So if your brain determines that this is stress, it's going to send out a stress response. It doesn't matter if, um, you know, your next door neighbor doesn't care that kids are screaming and it doesn't create a stress response in her body, but in your house, your kids are screaming. It does create a stress response in your body, right? So we can see that it's not the actual stressor. It's how your brain is perceiving it as stress. Your stress response heads over to your adrenal glands and it releases epinephrine and norepinephrine. And this is your fight or flight response where you'll feel like your heart rate is increased. Your digestive capabilities are lowered. You're really alert to your surroundings. It's that fight or flight, right? You run away from the, um, the danger and you fight the danger. However, women often don't respond in this way. Oftentimes we are in fawn where we give, 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 and we ignore the, the things that we need to take care of for ourselves. Or we freeze and we just do nothing. And this would look like avoiding the thing that we're supposed to take care of, scrolling on your phone, eating, watching Netflix, just trying to find different ways to divert your attention from the stressor. So your stress response will happen for actual immediate stressors, like actual danger, or because your kid is simply driving you crazy, or you're sitting in traffic and you're late. And after the epinephrine and norepinephrine is released, then cortisol and DHEA are released. But what I want you to remember is that cortisol does not really feel like much to you. So you can have high cortisol levels and you can feel completely normal. Um, but the cortisol is there to protect you and to keep you on alert, even though you might feel normal. After time, the threat is gone. And let's say you arrive at work now after running late, or let's say you finally got your kid to bed and now your body calms down and then you go to sleep, but then you wake up and you do it all over again on the way home from work. You're running in traffic. Then you have to... Um, wake up your kid in the morning and then you run late all over again and then you sit down at your computer and then there's an email about another stressor and it just keeps happening again and again and again. We live in a day and age where we never get a break from stress. We don't get prolonged time from stressors. We're just constantly pushing on that stress response over and over and over. The brain is the control center of your body. When your control center of your body is freaking out, 
what do you think it's doing to the rest of your body? It impacts everything. Stress impacts everything. It impacts your digestive system, your ability to absorb and assimilate and actually use the nutrients you're eating. Your hormones, they're going to respond to your environment and stress is your environment. It impacts your mental capacity. You notice that when you're stressed, your thoughts just aren't clear. You can't get the words out. You can't remember things. You're always forgetting. And your sleep, right? You go to bed at night, but you wake up exhausted because you're not getting good, deep sleep. You're not getting restorative sleep. And many other things in your body are also responding to the stress. Think about this. The smoke detector in your kitchen, it's very sensitive to anything. It goes off if you burn toast or if your house is burning down. The alarm is always going to be the same. And the same thing happens in your body. And then what happens when you ignore the smoke alarm? Right? It just keeps going off over and over and over. It's just going to keep going off. And eventually, if you have a system like mine, the other smoke detectors will start going off because they're just trying to get your attention. And if that doesn't work, my security system is alerted and then the fire department comes all because I ignored the alarm for burning toast, right? When we say it out loud, it doesn't make sense, but this is actually what's happening. So do you see how this could cause systemic problems in your body as well? It's not just a stressor a couple times a day and a normal amount of stress, It's a systemic response that eventually alerts the fire department. So now let's go back to those adrenal glands we were talking about, because I want you to see how this system that is built into your body is going to impact you in your perimenopausal journey. So your adrenal glands, they release cortisol and DHEA. They release it in times of stress, but also just normally throughout the day appropriately when there's not stress, right? Just the amount you need to have gumption throughout the day to get up and go, to do the things, to not be drained and completely fatigued. So when you're pushing on that stress response over and over and you push out a lot of DHEA and cortisol, your body will start to ignore the signal. It's just like the boy who cried wolf. Often you'll hear this as adrenal fatigue. And I say this too, because it's something that people recognize. And so that's fine if we want to use that. But I want you to know is that your adrenals are not actually fatigued. You are fatigued, but they could work just fine if there wasn't miscommunication going on. So basically your adrenals are just over it. And they realize that you're not using the excess cortisol and DHEA that you're creating from the excess stress. Because what do we do when we are actually in stress, right? We're not actually running. We're not fighting. We're not using those stress hormones and getting rid of them. We're using them and they're just hanging around because we're not moving our bodies. We're sitting and reading emails. We're scrolling Netflix. We're scrolling our phones. So they just stop producing enough to even get through your day at this point, right? So if you are somebody who is in adrenal fatigue or burnout, whatever you want to call it, you will notice that 3 to 4 p.m. slump. You get through to that point in the day and then you're just dead, 
right? Because you have basically run out of the amount of cortisol and DHEA that your body's going to give you for that day. And so you just don't have enough because your body is trying to protect you. It's trying to hold on to reserves. It's not going to give you more than what's necessary anymore because it's over it. You have been using your stress response inappropriately, and now your body is trying to help you out and save you. So now comes hormonal fluctuations, okay? We create hormones from two different places. We create them from our ovaries and our adrenals. Our adrenals from the DHEA that I just talked about, right? So when we begin the perimenopausal journey and we have less estrogen around because our ovaries are not creating estrogen or as much estrogen as they were before, thus creating less progesterone, Now we have to depend on our DHEA to create some hormones for us to help us feel better and have less symptoms. We would have less fatigue. We would have less mood changes, less body fat accumulation, less insomnia, less night sweats, all the things that people just don't want to feel during that part. But when you're running down your adrenals in your 30s and your 40s, your DHEA is not able to come to the rescue it's kaput. It's checked out. It's no more. Your adrenals have boundaries. And if you haven't been listening to your body in your 30s and 40s, they're going to draw the line at some point in order to protect you. It's not to make you feel miserable during your perimenopausal journey. It's just to protect you. So through perimenopause and menopause, as your ovaries stop producing estrogen, you don't have your backup generator anymore, aka DHEA. Can you see now why your stress management is so darn important? I spend so much of my day and so much of my career convincing women that their stress is a problem. And oftentimes you let it go too long. And this is your like flashing red lights. It's me laying on my horn. It's me screaming at you because you are not listening to your body and me asking you to start listening to your body and start managing and creating awareness around your stress. That's the first place I work with women. Let's just create awareness on your stress. How do you know you're stressed? A lot of times we don't even think we're stressed until we actually sit down and create that awareness on what's happening in our body and what that feels like. And then the second hardest thing is cutting off ties to our stress. So often we have these, these very tight hand grip. We're just holding onto the stress so hard. Like I don't want to let go of the stressor because the stressors make me feel worthy. The stressors make me feel like I'm doing a good job. If I let go of these, who would I be? Right? Because then you have to step into the next part of yourself and it's actually taking care of the stress. And that looks different and that feels scary. And you don't know how to do that. Right? And then you worry about your worthiness and if you can be productive and if you'll be loved all because of stress. And let me tell you, my friend, it's not worth it. You are loved. You are worthy regardless of how much you do and how much you get done in a day. Second thing to focus on is your blood sugar balance. The reason that this is so important is because as you become older, you become less insulin sensitive. 
You want insulin to be shuttling your carbohydrates and your sugar into your cells to be used for energy. When the sugar you're eating is sitting in your bloodstream, you're not actually using it for energy. It cannot be used for energy until it's in your cell. And insulin has to do that for you. As you get older, insulin just isn't as sensitive. It's part of the aging process. When insulin becomes less sensitive to the sugar in your bloodstream, you will likely start to crave more simple carbohydrates. Thus, you'll eat them and then you're just exasperating the problem. This also puts more stress on your body hormonally by using more cortisol to help you out of your blood sugar crashes. So if you have high blood sugar, just so you know, you also have low blood sugar. Not only cortisol, but blood sugar instability will cause your hormones to be imbalanced as well. So this is just going to exasperate your perimenopausal symptoms. Along with insulin resistance, you'll notice that you start to store more fat, especially around your midsection, and you'll notice that your muscle will start to break down. Neither is helpful for a woman as she ages. You want to have as much muscle on your body as possible when you are aging towards perimenopause and menopause. So if you're someone who's always depending on cardio for your exercise, it's time to really start to think about shifting to strength training. It is never too late to pick up those dumbbells. Your muscle is like a sponge for glucose and it helps with your blood sugar balance and your insulin sensitivity and better insulin sensitivity equals better hormonal health and less perimenopausal symptoms. Now, there are definitely more things that you can incorporate and take in for preparing for perimenopause, but these two are my non-negotiables, and I wanted to start here. If you want to take this phase of your life in stride and not hope to just make it through without breaking, you need to start taking these two things seriously. I address both of these and more approaches in Mindfully Well. Mindfully Well is my four-month coaching program that will help you prepare and thrive during hormonal shifts, including perimenopause. It's the perfect program for this topic today, but also any woman that simply wants to feel better in her body. What I want you to remember from today is, and this might sound a little bit harsh, but if I don't tell you, no one else will. If you don't choose to take care of yourself when things are changing, and before the wheels fall off, then your health will become someone else's problem. It's your responsibility to take care of yourself now while you can. You are the solution. You have the solutions within you and I can help you find them. I can help you feel better. I can't wait to welcome you into this program, which again, will be open for enrollment on August 23. So get on the wait list and don't hope that it's going to work out for you this time. Get on the wait list and get it done now. The link for the wait list is in the show notes and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mindfully Well with Mel. If you're ready to take practical steps to live a more mindful and healthy life, I encourage you to follow along on Instagram. You can find me at Melissa underscore Ike, 
where I share tips to help women just like you become healthier, lose unwanted weight, and feel well without the extremes and overwhelm. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a review on iTunes, which helps me to continue to create content you love. Finally, please note that the material in this episode is for educational purposes only and is not intended as a replacement for medical advice. Thanks for listening.